Segunda Show. Hello, listeners. I'm Anthony Rapp, and you are listening to the Radio 8 Ball Show with Andras Jones. The show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here in the studios at Clatter and Din in Seattle with Tracy Bonham. Hello. And she has been providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations and inviting friends and compatriots from her life in music and in the world to be on the show. And now we're going to have a friend who is in the studio on tour with Tracy, Blake Morgan. How you doing? And we heard you playing piano on which song so far? And the world. And the world has the nerve to keep turning. And the world had the first song. Mm-hmm. It's the answer to my question. So now you are, you've been hanging out here in the studio, seeing how all this goes. What do you, what do you think of this, these shenanigans so far? I've had many adventures over the last couple hours. We've <laughs> we've solved many of uh, the problems that the world is facing in the control room. We've had a little. The world's bit of, facing a lot of tro- problems in the control in room. In the control room. Well, we're facing yeah th- exactly. We've faced problems in the control room. We've solved some problems in Did the control cause? room. Did, Did you cause any? I don't think I've caused any. I think I've I think we've alleviated some and given others a pass. Okay. Well, that's nice. I'm yeah. getting the thumbs up from the engineers. Okay. And uh, and how do you how do you and Tracy know each other? So Tracy and I met last November. Um, oh, which so is happy recent. time. Yeah. A really happy time last what? November. Everyone was really I remember. Oh, everyone no, was so, that was no. a year ago, November. Oh, yes, no, okay. no, no, last not November that November. Was a happy time because it wasn't the November before. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, and I can't believe it was only five months ago that we met. So I have a, an ongoing concert series in New York uh, at a place called Rockwood Music Hall, and after the first two years of the series sold out. Um, I have special guests at all my shows, and my booking agent said, so who do we want for guests for this third season? And right away, I said, well, let's shoot the moon. Um, and he said, well, who, who, who do you think we should try to get? And I said, I mean, my God, what about Tracy Bonham? And he was like, I'm on it. And he approached Tracy, and Tracy said yes. And in the first rehearsal in trying to put together the show that we did, we had so much fun, and we laughed so much that we, I feel like we barely got any work done. Like, we, we <laughs> so hit... We practice it all. We so, like, totally. Like, we so hit it off, and, um, and now just a few months later, we're on the same record label, and we're doing this tour together, 
and uh, Tracy coming into my life has been just a, an enormous uh, gift, and uh, I can't believe that it's only been since last November. Yeah, it and, feels like forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. You're, you're still in the that first flush of artistic, <laughs> creative bonding it's wonderful yeah. mm -hmm. it's wonderful and you're and you're on tour now you're playing how many shows are you playing on this tour so it's 11 shows i think um we're doing a west coast run that starts tomorrow night um at the rendezvous in seattle rendezvous. if you are listening to this now it you happened missed that <laughs> it's, that it was awesome it was awesome i i personally i loved what you did in the thank show thank you i loved what you I did thought, thank you and what we did together thank you. yeah absolutely. That, and remember that thing i know that was amazing yep um, so we're doing a West Coast run, and then uh, we're doing an East Coast run of dates also in June. So it's kind of a first half, second half kind of thing. Got it, got it. And what, you know, we know we kind of have a sense after hanging out with her for all these hours, what Tracy Bonham does, which is write and sing amazing songs. Thank you. And we know that you can play piano on those, on at least one of those. We have the... We have the evidence to prove this. <laughs> and you also know that I have a very shiny silver guitar. Oh, we haven't really yeah, established that's his so guitar. the silver guitar that I've been talking about mm -hmm. that Tracy Bonham has been playing. And I need to get a photo of that because yeah. it's been blocked by the music stand. Uh, that belongs to you. Yes. Yes. That, that is, is a rock star guitar. Mm. It's a rock star guitar that Gretsch built for me. And for you? Yep. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it's just a thing. If you know, but as things go, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> well, I got to say to the listeners, you probably heard for a second there his voice wasn't as present because he was just gazing at his guitar <laughs> while talking well, about it. You know, I he can't take it. He's doing it again. He can't take his eyes off of it. <laughs> well, you know, because I don't really I'm like I play guitar, but I'm not a guitar player. So my relationship to guitar playing like. Is all about I, looking I, good? Well, no, it's not actually. You know, it's it's it's. I make so much music, and I, there's so many different parts of my musicianship that when I actually look at it, I think like, what a beautiful hammer! And when I look at the <laughs> piano, it's like, wow, that's an amazing screwdriver! And <laughs> I love this microphone. What a wrench! Like they're really <laughs> they're tools. They're tools to you're you're, you know you're, that you're guitar will never make my lyrics any better. It'll never. Yeah. This piano will never make my melodies stronger. Mm. But I have to say, I never thought I would love a tool as much as I, as I do. And uh, it's it's good to have. It's good. No, to have your tools. your love for this tool is yeah. palpable. Yeah, it's, you can feel it's it. special. Mm -hmm. I feel it's just sort of odd to me. Like, wow, I really love my guitar. Like, mm -hmm. It's kind of strange, but mm -hmm. it's it's true nonetheless. It's funny. The last time I was in this stu in the studio with Tobias the Owl, he had a song about, or he did a story about appreciating his guitar when he saw someone else play it. Oh, wow. It's like realizing, yeah. oh, that's a really good guitar. I, I go through that with this guitar, but I, I don't let anybody play this guitar. Except, except, except for, for Tracy Bonham. That's right. And, you know, why, so, wouldn't, why wouldn't you? Well, so, we have an, we have, so I was trying to find out what you do, you know, sort of what you do, but we've established that you consider your musical instruments to be tools towards what end? Like, what do you, you are a songwriter, right? Yeah, I'm a recording artist and singer-songwriter and producer and label owner. So there's a And the label is? ECR Music Group in New York. And that ECR Music Group is also putting out Tracy Bonham. That's why you're label mates on tour together. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And where can we find your music? Uh, on the World Wide Web. We're going to have um, a link to that in this uh, so, blog post. You know, but can you, like, a name I, of the record or... Uh, Oh, there's lots of records. And if you, if you go to ecrmusicgroup.com, you'll see all the artists on the label. I produce 
almost all of, there's a roster of artists and there's a roster of labels under our umbrella and almost all of the records for all of the artists on the label I've produced, I've, I've recorded and produced. So that's a big part. It was fascinating listening to some of the interviews you had earlier, like with Mitchell. Um, you know, uh, that's another huge part of my musicianship. But that's another thing, like in a studio like this, you know, these are all fascinating little tools and paper clips and little things. Mm -hmm. Um, the goal is the same that it always is, um, which is, as musicians, you know, our job is to fuck you in the heart with what we're trying to do. So, however, you owe I, Domino twenty-five cents. She's so, not here anymore. She's not so here. That's so she owes me done. twenty-five cents. <laughs> she's listening to this now, saying I should have stuck around. So that's that's the goal. It's to hopefully connect with you and make you feel something by you know through something we've written or something we're singing, something we're playing, something right. that we're doing. So how we do that for me is irrelevant what i need to do what i what i need in order to accomplish that is is almost irrelevant which is why when i look at that guitar it's like wow you know that really does help me do that it's it's fascinating yeah so what does ecr stand for it stands for engine company records so the very first song i ever wrote this will take just a quick second the very first song i ever wrote when i was four years old i was already writing pieces for for piano but it was the first song i ever wrote i've never told you this mm -mm. um and it's called Big Red Fire Truck because there was a firehouse. I grew up on 3rd Avenue and 13th Street in Manhattan. There's a firehouse right across the street. And so I was fascinated by the fire engines. And uh, so I wrote this song, and it goes like this. Oh, fire truck, big red fire truck. Oh, fire truck, fire truck, go home. <sighs> that was the song. So when I grew up and I started writing songs and I got my big record deal and all that, um, my publishing company is called Big Red Fire Truck Music. Mm -hmm. So when I started a label in 2000, I launched in 2002, um, I was walking down the street with my mother and I had realized at this particular moment in my life that I didn't want to, it, that's a long story, but I, I, I said, you know, if I had any guts, what I'd do is I'd start my own label and all these bands that I'm producing, all these artists I'm working with, these wouldn't be demos, these would be records and we'd put them out and yeah. we sold 80 copies, who cares, we would be doing it and... Our victories would be our own and our defeats we could learn from. And that's what I should, if I had any guts, that's what I would do. And my mother said, yeah, you know what? If you had any guts, that is what you would do. Right there in the middle of Fifth Avenue and 12th Street. So I started the label and about, I was like, I'm going to do this. And about three days later, she called me and she said, you know what? You should call the label. And I said, what? She said, well, where does the fire truck go? That was your first song. I said, it goes to, it goes to an engine company. Because in New York City, I don't know that this is true in Seattle or not. But in New York City, all of the all of the uh, all of the firehouses—they're called Engine Company, Engine Company Thirty One, oh, yeah. Engine Company Twenty Nine. Right. So I started the label and I called it Engine Company Records. And it was right after 9/11, so there was a real you know New York City firefighter bubble of awareness yeah. and love and and loss. Um, so that's what the E and the C and the R stand for. Uh, engine company records so it's ECR yeah. music group in 2012 we rebranded because we'd grown so much and we had all these smaller labels now that were signed and being distributed through our label so we changed from being engine company records to ECR music group got it got it awesome. oh, some nice synchronicities there my first song was about a truck really mm -hmm. yeah it was called uh don't you ever fuck? Uh, don't fuck with trucks. <laughs> really? And yeah. and you were thirty when you wrote this, or no? I was probably like more like fourteen. Fourteen. Don't fourteen. Fuck with trucks. Yeah. I like it. It was uh, it was sort of to, it was uh, sort of Crosby still sort of probably Graham Nashy. Oh. Don't you ever fuck with trucks. That's good. I love it. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. And it's also sound advice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what it came from. Right. We were driving along, and some someone said, 
Don't fuck with trucks. Don't fuck with trucks. I was like, yeah. song. There you go. I'm writing. Go. I'm a songwriter now. Right. <laughs> uh, so a nice synchronicity there. Yeah. Let's let's get into your to your question for the pop oracle. I've thought a lot about this, um, but here's my question: um, Why do we have words? that sound like they're the opposite of each other, but they actually mean exactly the same thing. For example, why do flammable and inflammable mean the same thing? Why does boned and deboned mean the same thing? Is there something profound here? Do we really need both of these words? Mm -hmm. Are there nuances here? Why do we have words that sound like they're the opposite of each other and they mean the same thing? That's a great question. Why do we have words that are the opposite of each other but mean the same thing? And we have two songs left on the board, and they are song number one, Devil's Got Your Boyfriend, and song number two, Luck. And we are going to engage the Pop Oracle using the uh, binary oracular divination tool, the coin. And uh, I, I did usually I have a, a special radio eight coin mm. that I that has like our logo on it. But I have just a normal coin today. Okay. I think it's going to perform just as well as the radio eight coin. So now, would you mind? Oh, you get to flip it. If it comes up heads, it's going to be song number one. Devil's got your boyfriend. And if it com- comes up song number two, it's going to, I mean, on Tails, it's going to be song number two, Luck. And now, flip the Radio 8 coin. Tails. I knew it! Song number two. I knew it would be Tails. I was luck. willing it. Okay. Okay. Do you play this together? We do. Oh, that's perfect. I think it's actually a mitzvah. And from this, I want to set you free When it calls my name, my head is full of mud And I feel like I'm falling through the trees For the times I could not comfort For the cuts I could not mend If I let you down, sleep my little darling Got her teeth in you already I'll take you home Take you from the country Carry you across the water From a place you've known From where you once belonged Like a rose I picked out of a garden And I walk these streets so wondering Am I right to keep you for my own? If I let you down Sleep my little darling Luck's got her teeth in you already
in your pocket Keep her close enough to feel Wear her like a picture in a locket Close enough to make her real And I wonder how she's feeling Underneath the Addis moon You're living well as far as she can tell Cause luck's got her teeth in you already You're living well as far as she can tell Cause luck's got her teeth in you already And that was Luck from Tracy Bonham, the answer to Blake Morgan's question, why do we have words that mean the opposite of each other but sound the same? That sound like sound, the opposite of each other, but they mean the same. They mean the same thing, but they sound like they are opposite meanings. Got it. Okay. And uh, so, Tracy, tell us a little bit about... Tracy! Tell us a little bit about the background of that song. Well, I am just really, really happy and surprised by the Oracle because when I was thinking about what two songs were left, I was like, well, it's got to be luck. It's got to be luck. It's got to be luck. And then it was luck. So here's the deal. I wrote this song about my beautiful adopted child, Selman. He's adopted from Ethiopia. And I'm going to just try to make it short, but there's two things going on here. Um, I don't know if I can speak for all adoptive parents, but there is a feeling that comes with, I think just being a parent in general, there's a lot of guilt. It's like, I'm, I'm going to fuck this up. And I think that happens probably throughout (laughs) the child's life. Um, but when I thought about where he came from, Um, He was born in Addis Ababa, the capital of Ethiopia, much strife and, you know, a lot of poverty, and he was born into these circumstances. And when I think about how we gave him this life, I'm thinking, well, okay, if I fuck it up, if I let you down, sleep my little darling, luck has got its teeth in you. So you're lucky not to pat myself on the back. I'm not saying like I'm a Mm -hmm. savior, but I'm like, at least you're here and you're safe. And so luck has something to do with it. Right. Now I'm quickly going to go into something with Blake's um, question. Yeah. In Ethiopia, there's this tradition called wax and gold, which is also the title of my album from this, where this song came from and wax and gold in Ethiopian tradition in their, literature in their poetry and in their writing passed down from generations is this there's two meanings to one word yeah it's crazy right Mm -hmm. so and they've mastered this and i can't figure it out still and i don't know if any other culture has or can but they have poetry where you're reading the words in amharic or whatever the dialect would be and there is a meaning on the surface which is wax And then there's an opposite meaning, not just like a sub whatever text. There's like an opposite meaning with the same words, and that's the gold underneath. Wow. So there you go. Wow. There's some serious kismet there with the question and the answer. That is serious. It really is. Wow. Yeah. So what do you think about? Well, 
I, I have to tell you, the two songs that we've played together tonight, mm-hmm. I've really learned something. You had told me the story about uh, And the World Has the Nerve to mm-hmm. Keep Turning, um, but I didn't really, it didn't get inside of me until tonight mm-hmm. when you were talking about it a second time. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that this is where, that, that, that this is what's behind this song, mm-hmm. um, which is a lesson on two fronts. One can love a song and not necessarily know where it's coming from. But when it's coming from somewhere special um, and it's been written by somebody special, it, it, uh, the meaning of this song just got exponentially more <laughs> powerful. And how lucky am I now, <laughs> how lucky am I now that we get to play this song on this tour with this as a backdrop? Because I wouldn't have had this backdrop in any other way. Mm-hmm. So when we start performing this together on this tour tomorrow night, mm-hmm. like I, you know, talk about fucking people in the heart. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna kill this song. Like, I know you <laughs> like, are. This is really yeah. um, wow. I get. I I I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Well, and and even the word luck is well for the for the synchromistic for people who follow synchronicity your relationship to luck mm. changes because we'll call it a synchronicity when this random good thing happens. But when a random bad thing happens, we don't, you know, we'll be like, why? Right. <laughs> why? Well, that's, and that's, the, that's the basis of all superstition. All superstition, the basis of it is noticing when something hits, but not noticing when it doesn't. Right. So, but what's, I agree with you. What's profound about what you're talking about, luck, is that luck has its teeth in you and however badly your however badly I feel like this is what you were saying, mm-hmm. however badly I set you up for this world, <laughs> as my job is as a parent. Mm-hmm. However, whatever my mm-hmm. failings are, mm-hmm. whatever cuts I can't mend, right? Whatever comfort I can't give, mm-hmm. I have to believe that somehow I still was able to get you to a better place. To a better place. Yeah. And and yep. and and that's undeniable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of luck in this room, right? <laughs> there's a lo- the the synchronicity of that song, like what you're talking about. That now your insight into the song is going to change how it goes out, change the vibrations that it, that that go out into it, and. Like I said, and for and synchronicity, I mean, luck and synchronicity are all bound up together. Uh, you can call uh, some people will call it luck. I I do. I call it synchronicity. And so, uh, and I and I think if you are going to accept that, you have to accept that bad luck is still luck. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I've That's I've, how you I've view it. Well, I've talked about it on the show. Is like you're, you know, you 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 want to be. Like I, someone once asked me when I was much younger, do you want to, would you rather be lucky or rich? It's like lucky, definitely, definitely. That's a great question. <laughs> but the, I didn't really think that luck includes right. bad luck. Yeah. Good luck and bad luck. You get, mm-hmm. you want to be lucky, mm-hmm. you get both. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, I think, I think I, I got what I asked for. Mm. I, I live a lucky life, not necessarily a rich life, um, but rich in luck. And part of that is recognizing that the opposite of good luck is still luck. And like what you're saying, the op- the, in, within these opposites. And I also think as songwriters, there is a great joy in that dynamic you're talking about. 
where you can play with the meanings of words that it i think our language not that i'm a con like i'm I'm not someone who I don't, do. You either of you speak a foreign another language? Not a little Spanish, yeah. but not. I used you know. to, but yeah, now. No. Yeah, I always feel yeah. I, I, I. That's one of the things I feel ashamed about. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. my mom speaks like twelve languages. Wow. So, yeah, she's like she just collects them. <laughs> um, so, but I feel like there that quality of the English language probably does make it a very poetic language. It lends itself oh, yeah. to songwriting and poetry and lyricism because it is so contradictory and confusing in that way and it allows things like weather and weather to mm-hmm. happen in your song mm-hmm. whether you were mm-hmm. aware of it or not <laughs> right. um so well i i wish i could just you know, i i was gonna say i wish i could be go, I could go on tour with you but now i feel like a little piece of radio eight ball is it's coming along it's true it's right there thanks for listening to radio eight ball if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's a good show. <laughs>